right number. Reserve a spot now with legendary Captain Mark the Shark aboard the world-famous fishing yacht Striker One. This custom one-of-a-kind 50-foot hatteras is fully rigged for big game, and it's waiting for you to catch the trophy you've dreamed about. Let the internationally acclaimed Striker One monster fishing team hook you up to giant sharks, sailfish, marlin, or tuna just two miles offshore. Leave a message for the captain and your call will be returned as soon as possible. Or you can contact us on the web at www.markthesshark.com. Now, let's go catch a monster. the most famous shark hunter in the world. To this day, Mark the Shark operates a recreational shark fishing charter business out of Miami, Florida. He takes people to sea for the day to kill the largest sharks he can find. From hammerheads to nurse sharks, everything is a target. He boasts about being responsible for killing hundreds of thousands of sharks and adds to this statement, that doesn't include the pregnant females and all their babies. Mark's website is a shrine to a certain breed of shark fishermen everywhere, showcasing some of the largest and oldest sharks strung up on the back of his boat. Making a mockery of conservation, shark attack victims, and those who oppose him, any form of opposition he receives only acts as fuel to his fire. His huge social media following is proof of the amount of people out there just like Mark, wanting to see sharks dead. His following of fanatic shark haters does not take too kindly to people like myself. Several times when featured on Mark's Instagram page, I am threatened with death, personal attacks, even rape. In recent years, he's justified his actions by leaning on his contribution to science through tagging and releasing sharks and for donating the meat of dead sharks he kills to homeless shelters. Two attributes that hardly make up for the removal of large breeding sharks over a 50-year-long career. Having dived with dangerous sharks, disguising myself to sneak into shark fin export factories, crawling into trucks of dead sharks in remote parts of Africa, and spending weeks at sea with artisanal shark fishermen, Mark the Shark's world and operation still remains to this day, one of the most challenging, horrific, and intimidating experiences of my conservation life. I first met Mark when I was 23 years old. A shoot lined up to film shark fishermen in Mexico was cancelled when the fishermen became privy to our true identities. So I had four free days in Miami. Bored out of my mind, I had postulated that I could put this time to good use by looking into this famous shark hunter I'd heard so much about. It took nothing more than an email to get Mark to call me and invite me on the boat. Along with four paying guests from New Jersey, the very next day, we set out to hunt sharks. The email I sent stated that I was a shark conservationist from Australia that disagreed with his operation in every way, and he still responded. From that day... I not only got an insight into Mark's world and clientele, but I made a new friend. That's what I consider him. Despite everything, despite him standing for everything I hate and vice versa, Mark and I have remained friends 
to the point where I was able to take his son, 10 years old at the time, and daughter, 8, swimming with sharks for the very first time. A simple act that may have changed the future for these kids, who are set to inherit not only Mark's operation, but his mindset. When the cameras are off, Mark treats me with more respect than I have received from fellow conservationists. So I decided I was going to judge him on that and nothing else. This mutual friendship is why I am able to talk to Mark, work with Mark, and see into Mark's world. Here I sit, opposite the world's most hated shark hunter, in what will undoubtedly be my most controversial and confronting podcast yet. It's time for you to meet him as I did, the man responsible for killing more sharks than I will save in my lifetime. We conduct this podcast on the top deck of his boat in Miami, with all the noise of the city in the background. I fixate on the necklace Mark is wearing while we talk, displaying several large tiger shark teeth from one of the many he has killed. I feel like I've stepped into the film Jaws, and I'm friends with Captain Quint. There will never be another like him in our generation. This I have to acknowledge, and hope. This is my conversation with Shark Hunter, Mark the Shark. Okay, the myth, the man, the legend, the absolute legend. Good morning, Mark. Good morning. Nice to see you again. Did you miss me? Yes, we always miss you. (laughs) We love your smiling face on this boat. This boat. There are some memories on this boat, my gosh. I think it was probably four or five years ago, the first time that I reached out to you. Do you remember that? Absolutely. You were kind of shocked that I invited you on the boat. You go, wow, you want me to come on your boat? And I said, yeah, come on. We're not hiding anything. We don't do anything illegal. We do everything by the book. And I was so shocked. Yeah. Everyone was shocked. Heaps of people were writing to me being like, oh, what lie did you say to get on Mark's boat? And I told them, I just emailed him and I told him, I don't like you. I like sharks. And then you called me and you were like, come on the boat. So, right. And then we saw what got caught that day. It was like a scalloped hammerhead got caught. He uh, wasn't the one that he got partially eaten by a big mako shark. Yeah, that was crazy. We let that one go. See, we, we let him go. What you wanted. We I don't know that he survived, well, but we let him go. <laughs> <laughs> so, in your lifetime, how many sharks do you think you've killed? Well, you know, uh, it, it's it's been fifty years, you know. So it's, it, I would say, if you're not going to count the the ones that are in the stomachs. Probably. What do you mean by that? Like the, the pregnant sharks? The, the pups. Let's know? count them. Let's because count them. just recently, I'll give you an example. The last couple of months, we've got a couple of big tigers. One had 54, one had 38. Um, a lot of hammerheads this year with a lot of pups in them. Um, so if you want to count that, it's going to be a couple hundred thousand. A couple hundred thousand sharks, like in your lifetime. I think Peter says a hundred thousand, but they're not taking into consideration the... Uh, the, uh, the unborn ones. So Peter, as in the people for the ethical treatment of animals, they don't really like you, do they? I think I'm the number one enemy to them for some reason. They always kind of uh, try to get me thrown <laughs> off Instagram and, and all that stuff. So I don't know why, but... Uh, what do you mean you don't know why? <laughs> you, just, you just told me how many sharks you've killed in your lifetime and then you know how many babies of the pregnant female sharks you've killed. You know why. I'm just one guy, though. I'm not like a, a commercial guy who's killing metric tons every day. I'm not like a longliner with 50, 60 miles a line. 
I'm one guy on one boat with two rods. Do you think you're doing a lot of damage, though? No. You don't? It's not even a, a tip in the iceberg. Come on. One person on the planet doing damage to the shark population. Come on, do the math. I feel like you are. Because, like, let me give you an example. I have to travel all around the world to swim with a big shark. And you just have to drive for 30 minutes and you can kill one bigger than one I've seen in the water. Like it's Less than 30 minutes. It's less than 30 minutes. So it's really strange for me because I go to so much effort to see these animals and you can so easily go and, like, kill something I've looked for my entire life. Well, number one, we don't kill everything we catch. And a lot of the ones that we do catch won't survive. So what what would you want me to do to that hammerhead that we know is not going to survive? Would you want me to just to cut the line, let them go, or do you want me to donate them to the homeless? What do you, so what do you mean donate them to the homeless? I mean, we'll, we'll feed we'll feed the homeless with the with the shark. The shark's very good eating, you know that. That um <clears throat> that was my that was my heart rate monitor buzzing just now. <laughs> it's saying my heart rate's too fast. I feel like this happens every time we talk. <laughs> I bet you do that to all the girls, Mark. Um, what got you into killing sharks? What was the first thing that was like, I'm going to go out and kill sharks? Jaws. Really? Well, you know, Jaws probably started this whole shark fishing frenzy back in the day. And uh, I just took it to the next level, you know I mean? People wanted to catch sharks. They wanted to kill sharks. They were afraid of them. They didn't know anything about them. And, and uh, I was just a vehicle that, you know, people used. So that's what you've, you've kind of turned that into your business now and your lifestyle. So you run charters where people can pay you a lot of money and you take them out and they can catch their own shark. I've seen it. You put them in the chair. You tell them how to fish. A lot of them are, um, what do you call them, goobers? Googans. Go- a lot of them are Googans. Most of them are Googans. They have no clue what a shark looks like. They've never touched a shark. They just want to catch one and you make it possible. They want to be in the chair. They want to be put on social media so everybody can see them and pound their chest all the way back to the dock. Yeah, that's what they pay me for. Do you still get a lot of business? Are you busy? Yeah, we're the busiest boat in the world. I'm getting busier every year. I've even thought about getting a second boat, but there's only one mark to shark on one boat. So if I put somebody else on another boat, it's not gonna work out. So we're staying with the one boat, do about 450 trips on this boat every year, which nobody even comes close to that. It's a lot. So where are most of your clients from? Are they American? Do you get any Australians? Everywhere. I have a big Australian fan base, actually, because I get the Instagram you know, messages all the time. And Australian fishermen, you know, they like to kill sharks. They like to kill fish. Yeah, there's a lot of idiots in Australia. You know that, you know that. I think the, uh, the recreational shark fishing community in Australia is mainly catch and release, but there's definitely a couple that hate sharks and have this Jaws mentality you speak of. Like everybody else here, not just Australia, it's all over the world, the hatred towards sharks. So you talk about social media. You, you had a huge social media following. I remember you and I were always like neck and neck with followers and you'd always like send me screenshots when you had more followers than me saying mm-hmm. that you're winning. Now you're winning me because I've been deleted twice already. Yeah, you've had it shut down a couple times. Yeah, I mean, uh, for stupid reasons that, you know, like my son with no shirt on, with a set of shark jaws, that's considered child nudity to Instagram, which is absurd. But, you know, you can't argue with Instagram and we'd start another account. 
So you set it up again, and undoubtedly when this podcast get released, you're going to get a lot of people from my side coming to your social media and writing comments and telling you that you're terrible and uneducated. You get a lot of hate from social media. How does it make you feel? Does it ever do anything effective? Does it make you rethink what you do? Well, you know, hatred means you're doing something right. Because if nobody really noticed me or hated me, that means I don't exist. Now, I'm making these people, I'm giving them a life, basically, by hating me. And sitting the time and writing a bad review about me when they've never been on the boat. And they have no clue about really the real world. Uh, so if you want to have no life, per se, that's fine. I, I actually enjoy it. I mean, bring it on. i got big shoulders. Uh, most of these people have no clue about really what's going on, especially with what we do with the sharks after we kill them. So you, you like the attention? Uh, yeah, I, you bring it on. You know, I mean, there's no such thing as bad publicity. Yeah. I remember when I uh, first started coming out on the boat and seeing what you do, you used to tell me that sharks were out to get people and that you were saving lives by catching sharks. You did. I don't remember that. You did. You, you, you like solemnly believe that by catching sharks you were stopping people from getting attacked. Is that something you still believe? Well, I don't know if I, if I said those exact words or in that same context, but um, no, I don't believe that. The, the sharks aren't out to kill people. I mean, mostly it's I mistaken identity. I get that part. Uh, but uh, uh, I don't have a hatred toward sharks. And sometimes I even feel bad. I kind of want to have them on the line. I kind of wish they would get away sometimes. I mean, sometimes. Not all the time. Sometimes. That is probably the most human thing I've ever heard you say. Well, I've never happened. heard you say that before. It, it's, it's been happening more lately. Like, maybe my son who's going to be a shark fisherman probably, won't be as extreme as his dad. In other words, he may be on the conservation side, like Shark Girl Madison, maybe. Mark, are you getting soft in your old age? <laughs> um, wow, yeah. yeah. I mean, that's, that's how I imagine most people feel, but you get a lot of clients that love that. They just want to see sharks dead and they want to, like... That's true. Yeah. Uh, we, we don't go out there and just kill them indiscriminately. There's got to be a reason and a purpose. And uh, Like I said before, if we're going to kill a shark, it's going to be donated to the homeless shelter. Nothing on this boat that dies ever goes to waste. So we don't just go out there and, and, and kill a shark, shoot him in the water, or, or fight him till he's totally exhausted and let him sink to the bottom after we, you know, we catch him. We're not, we're not about that. So you don't waste the animal, but I do have to bring something up because you, you catch really big sharks, and the bigger the shark, the higher the potential mercury content. So the meat can sometimes be quite toxic. Has that, that ever true? been a concern? Where have you heard that? In CNN? No, science. Oh, yeah, science? Yeah. On uh, CNN? <laughs> <laughs> well, I've done some mercury tests myself on yeah. sharks and, and found it. And Well, I'm not a scientist, but I hear both sides of the, uh, the mercury thing. And... Uh, until I have like 100% proof about that, we're going to continue the game to the homeless shelter. Nobody's ever gotten sick. Uh, everybody likes the shark as long as it's kept on ice and fresh. So until somebody tells me not to kill a shark because it's poisonous, then I'm going to still do what I'm doing. Even if we proved it was poisonous, you'd probably still be doing what you're doing, right? Yeah, you've got a good point. 
<laughs> Tell me who are some of the most famous clients you've had because I feel like a lot of people listening have these celebrity crushes on certain people and don't realize that those people are actually into killing sharks. So tell me some of the most famous clients you've had. As far as like actors, you mean like De Niro, uh, Robin Williams, Clint Eastwood. I've had just about all the big sports people as well. And I would say most of them have no problem killing sharks. Most of the celebrities that I take on the boat. Most. Uh, and uh, well, that's the reason why they call me to begin with. They're not going to come on the boat, you know, looking to catch a shark and coming with Mark the shark. They know that's probably going to wind up dead. Mm-hmm. So they have that idea that let's go catch a shark. There's nothing wrong with catching a shark and killing them. Most of these people, the celebrities, agree with me. Did you have Will Smith on the boat once? Yep, he's a cool guy. Did he want to kill a shark? Actually, we went sail fishing. Ah, cool. Yeah. Because uh, he's, uh, he's been on Shark yeah. Week. Yeah, he has. I had Shaq on the, Shaq on the boat. Yeah. Got a nice big big shark. Oh, Shark wanted to fish. Shaq. Shaq. I don't yeah. know. Yeah, that's my Australian name of saying Shaq. <laughs> so he wanted to catch a shark. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Wow. And he's been on Shark Week too, I think, right? Last time. Yeah, he has. He has. He should know better. He used to live right here. We used to buy, pass by his house every day on the way out. So, I mean, I'm, I'm sure you know this, but there's more than 100 million sharks getting killed each year for their fins to supply the shark fin trade in China. And when that kind of fishing is happening on a species like sharks, there's so much pressure on them. How do you feel about contributing to that pressure? One person, there is no such thing as pressure for one person on the planet. There really, really isn't. If I kill one shark a day for 450 trips... That's, that's 450 sharks that I'm catching. That's nothing compared to what you said. How many millions are getting killed every day? I'm not even a consideration, really. And what I do with the scientists, research, tagging, releasing, feeding the homeless, that's huge, huge. So, wait for this plane. I, I see your point, but there is also a point that I I think commercial fishermen, they actually target smaller sharks and they do this to protect the breeding biomass. But the sharks you're targeting are usually pregnant or they're breeders, they're large. The bigger the better. The bigger the better. So you might have more of an effect than you think because you're targeting all the adults that are giving us babies. Well, I mean, again, we're, we're killing one shark. One shark at a time. And not every shark that we catch is pregnant. So... Not too long ago in Florida, there was a couple cases of cruelty towards sharks. There was a video that went viral that I actually reposted of a woman shooting a shark with a gun in the head, which I know is quite a common practice to kill sharks around here, but essentially she missed it and the shark panics and struggles for a while. And then there was another case of some boys that dragged a shark live behind their boat going at full speed. That was my video. That was your video? They, when they actually did that, like oh. minutes later, they sent me that video. The boys who did it sent you that video. Oh, yes, it's common knowledge. They sent me that video to, uh, just to see how I felt about it. Say, this is really cool. Let's mark the shark. Look at this. As soon as I saw it, I was out fishing that day. I, I still remember this exact day. I was out there, and I showed my clients, and I showed my crew the video. And I go, wow, this is unbelievable. So I posted it immediately. It was still like, they were, those guys are still on the boat. 
on the west coast of Florida. They were still on the boat when they, when they, they, they sent that video to me. I posted it, and after that, it went viral. You know, it went everywhere. I'm the one that made that video infamous. It was my posting. And ever since then, those guys got in a lot of trouble. But they were doing some other stuff, too. They were shooting sharks like your girls does. They were doing live, live uh, birds for bait. They were harassing pelicans. They were doing some, some bad stuff. So what do you think about acts like that towards sharks? Oh, that's just, just totally disrespectful. That should not be tolerated for one second. Those guys should be uh, handled properly, lawfully. I mean, that's just totally disrespect. Don't do that. You can kill the shark, but not dragging him through the water, not shooting him like that. We did that years ago. We shot him with bang sticks. That was old school stuff. Not anymore. We know better now. So there seems to be like a, a huge need for respect towards sharks in Florida. But at the same time, these people, I mean, the boys sent you that video. They thought you of all people would be a fan of that kind of stuff. I don't think people realize how you actually feel about that kind of thing. Well, that's the reason why they sent it to me, to get my approval and say, you know, Mark the Shark thinks this is cool, which I didn't. I thought it was so, so bad. That's why I posted it. And to this day, you know, those guys uh, probably don't like Mark the Shark anymore. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. I do. No, I'm still yeah. a fan. Not really, but you yeah, know. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> On air. <laughs> what, do you, what do you think of the shark diving community? Oh, you don't want to know what I think about that. Because there's a lot of that in Florida. There's a lot of operations that pay to take people diving with sharks. It's, it sends a bad message to the sharks, number one. We don't want to have sharks thinking when somebody jumps in the water, they're going to be uh, either petted or, or fed. But doesn't spearfishing do the same thing? You have a person jump in the water and then kill fish, and the sharks know that that's food. So essentially, if we'd, we were to ban shark diving, we'd also have to ban spearfishing. Well, you could talk to 99.9% of the spearfishermen. I know so many of them down here. They love what we do. They even call me and say, Mark, we're on this wreck over here. There's bull sharks harassing us every time we go diving. These are dangerous sharks. Come over here and take them out. Do you come over and take them out? I try, yes. That's interesting because you'd think that the spearfishing community would have a little more respect for sharks considering they're an important part of the ecosystem that the fishermen get their fish from. The, the sharks will be here forever. Okay? No matter what you think, sharks aren't going anywhere. Now, when you have a spearfishing a fish and a shark is wrestling you for the fish that you, you know, painstakingly speared in 100 feet of water, free diving, it kind of pisses the diver off a little bit. Yeah, but it's the shark's home. It's their food. That's fine. Yeah, but go get your own food. Why take a food off someone's spear? It's laziness on the shark's part. Did you just call a shark lazy? You know, some of them are, yeah. Wow. Some of them are. They won't even eat a live... They'll only eat a live bait, some of these sharks. They're just lazy. Yeah, they are. They're scavengers. They'll wait till you get them on the hook, and then they'll take their opportunity and eat them. Yeah, that pisses us off. And when he does that, I'm going to catch you. I just feel like between spear fishermen and sharks, there's always an element of respect. In Australia, we call it the tax man. Do you call it that here? That's, yeah, that's common knowledge, that's common? yeah. yeah. Okay. Has anybody ever made a good point to you about shark conservation or about sharks that's made you, like, think a little or change your mind a little about what you do? You mean like you? Like anyone. Uh, not too many people. 
Very, very, very few. What you're about me? The, you're one of the exceptions that I actually listen to and pay a little bit of attention to. Really? You listen yeah. to me? Yeah, I listen to you. What, uh, what have I changed your mind about? Uh, nothing really. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, I must have made you think a little bit. I like bit. talking to you, though. So, do you think maybe like greenies are kind of cool after after well, you met me? Well, no. I've had a few greenies on the boat. I've had a couple of people actually cry when we bring a shark on the boat, uh, and I didn't know there were greenies until you know after the fact. But when I tell them that the shark is getting donated and somebody's actually eating them, it kind of changes their attitude a little bit. But they still the greenies are greenies. I mean, you're not going to change them. It doesn't change my attitude. I think that right. even if you donate the sharks, even if you tag and release them, you shouldn't be out there fishing them. Because I work with communities in Indonesia whose livelihood depends on fishing sharks. And in a year, they'll catch the same amount of sharks as you. But they'll do so and still remain just under the poverty line and struggle to feed their family. And it just seems like you're doing a lot more damage than you realize because you're catching these old pregnant sharks. And you're wiping out sharks that I'm yet to see in the ocean. And you're taking basically like rednecks out fishing. Oh, no, 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 no. Don't say rednecks. Don't say Walmart shoppers. Walmart That's not true. I take CEOs of companies out. I take big-time movie stars, celebrities, sports people. Okay, well-dressed rednecks. No, no rednecks. rednecks. You're not allowed I to call me a greenie if I'm not allowed to say rednecks. That's I, the rule. I got a little redneck in me, so I know it, I, I can tell a redneck. Trust me. You're like the king of the rednecks. What do you mean a little <laughs> redneck in you? You're like their leader. Oh, God. It's like a cult. I'm the cult here, but... Uh, no, don't, don't say redneck. That's not fair to the redneck community. <laughs> Do you remember the last time that I was on this boat? I, for the first time in a long time, actually got out of the water and cried. Oh, I remember you cried. We actually talked about the, the, my crew, about you crying when you caught that uh, hammerhead. I don't usually cry when I see dead sharks, but I cried that time. Why? Why? Why that time? You know why? Because I, I think it was just really confronting because the shark was still alive and I've never seen a shark struggle like that. Really? And it freaked out in the water you a little bit. Go, though. He let him go, but the whole scenario was just quiet. Did he get attacked? No, he, he swam off. But did he, did he get attacked before we put him in the boat? Was he bit by a mako? No, that was, that was that the was, first time. Was the this first was time. the last time, yeah. Okay, so the first time he was attacked by a mako. You cried then too. Did I? Yeah, I remember that. I don't remember that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You're making me sound I, I like a big softy on this podcast. I'm not okay with that. And then you walked into my office and you cried again. You oh, saw what? all the shark jaws, yeah, hanging everywhere. I don't think I did. It I was think like a room of horror, you said. A I, room of death. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's Your office is a room of death. Yeah, yeah. Your office has hundreds of shark teeth, shark jaws, baby sharks in jars. Oh, wait to see the new office museum coming up. It's going to be unbelievable. I'm going to charge admission. Do I get a free ticket? Absolutely. Cool. Um, do you think sharks feel pain? Uh, I don't know. I really don't. Uh, I think that they feel fear a little bit when they get close to the boat. Uh, they might be a little panicking, too. Some of the sharks, like the hammerheads. Hammerheads are real, real sensitive in every, in every respect. That's why when you catch a hammerhead... Most of them are not going to survive no matter what you do. They just, they're just too fragile. And I think if it, there is a shark out there that maybe feels pain or temperamental or has any kind of emotion, it's a hammerhead. Do you still catch a lot of hammerheads? Yes. Probably 40% of all sharks are hammerheads. You ever think about always releasing hammerheads? 
Well, I mean, if uh, if we catch a hammerhead uh, juvenile, we will release and tag it. Yes. But if your customer wants to keep it, and they want to keep the jaw, and they want to keep the meat, and they want to catch and kill that shark and bring it home, you bring it home? 100%. So it all depends on your clientele if you keep the shark or not. A lot, a lot. A lot of people leave it up to uh, us to decide. And if I think the shark is not going to survive, obviously I'm going to take him on the boat. Or if I even know the shark is pregnant, which is really, really hard to do, I might consider releasing. Might. A while ago, you let me take your gorgeous, young, charismatic children, Maverick and Savannah, swimming with sharks. It's been a while. Considering how you feel about sharks, that was a lot of trust to give me to let me take your kids to go meet them. You're welcome. <laughs> and they loved it, right? Yes, they still talk about it. Um, they watch the video and they, they enjoy the memories that you gave them with their first encounters underwater. I really want to take them to go do it again one day. You've got to take Crockett. He would like, he would be like, just never, never forget that trip. So Crockett's your youngest son, um, and now you have two young boys. You think they're going to grow up to be shark fishermen. Do you think them meeting sharks, or especially Maverick, do you think him meeting sharks that day kind of changed how he feels about them? Yeah, Maverick probably won't do anything with fishing. He's just too smart, which I, I, and I, I, I go with that. You know, uh, but Crockett, he's the guy that's probably going to be the shark guy, and I don't know if he's going to be a shark killer or hunter or, or like you. You know, a shark petter. We'll have to see. But the love for the ocean and the love for fish is there, which I never even come close to Maverick when he was growing up. Did you just call me a shark petter? Is yeah, that my petter. official... You're a, you're a tube sucker. You're one of these uh, divers, the shark petters. <laughs> okay, hold on. I've just got to go change my occupation on my Instagram to shark petter. <laughs> Give me a second. Let me change yeah, this. Shark petting. That's your occupation. Yeah. You know, it's just people that go out there and shark... Uh, a shark feed is just a bad thing to tell the sharks we're out here to feed you it's not normal you don't do that in the jungle you're not going feeding tigers or lions in the jungle it's not normal for a number of reasons i disagree but i think the main one is that a lot of the places that i do go see sharks we're just seeing them do the natural thing and they're there naturally and that's always my favorite because like for example a few months ago <clears throat> i went diving with great whites off australia and we had some moments where I got to get out of the cage. You would have loved it. It was amazing. Mm -hmm. But we didn't use any bait. They just showed up on their own. We were diving near seal colonies, and they were just in the area, and it was pure curiosity that they came and showed up, and that was some of the best diving I've ever done. Well, it's not curiosity anymore. It's just like you're ringing a dinner bell. The sharks got used to all these dive boats going out there. They know. As soon as they hear the engine's going, they know someone's going to get in the water. Someone's going to probably feed them. It's a dinner bell for the sharks. Well, if that were true, wouldn't it be the case that sharks would hear your boat and they'd all run? Well, I don't know about that. <laughs> Surely they know by now to avoid striker. Yeah, they should. They see the new name on it, so... Mark, would you ever come diving with sharks? Oh, no. I believe in karma. No way. Never? If I'm in the water, there's something that's very wrong. Never. I'm afraid to even go on the beach. I go, like, up to my knees. That's it. 
Really? I believe in karma, 100%. So even with me, you wouldn't come in the water and meet one of the animals that you dedicated your life to wiping out? The uh, alive one, you mean? Yeah. Oh, I don't know about that one. That would be a long shot. That would, that would, that would be... Uh, uh, no. <laughs> okay, what if Shark Week paid you like $100,000 to come do it? Show me the money. Yeah? Yeah. Okay. Did you hear that, Shark Week? Show me, show me the money. Mark the sharks, dive me with sharks. That would be great. Imagine if you just fell in love with them and you turned into a greenie and you devoted your life. You got a job with Peter and you started saving sharks. Well, I don't know about the Peter thing, but I could turn turn uh, 180 on it. You know, I mean, that's not out of the question. I never say never. What do you if think? If my it... son asked me to, I probably would. Really? Yeah. What do you think about, like, what would it take you to stop? Like, what what would someone have to do to get you to stop running this business and taking people to kill sharks? Well, you know, I do this for money and the love for fishing, too. But it, it pays good money to do what I do. Now, I don't know how I'm going to make any money going out there and taking people out and trying to pet a shark. It's not, it's not who I am. You know, it's, people, don't, people don't know that as, you know, me. It wouldn't fly, I don't think. I agree. Show me the money. Show me the money with doing something else, and uh, and I will consider. Yeah, definitely. But given the people that follow you and, and worship you in Florida, I think it would it would probably get you more hate than good if you ever stood up for anything in conservation. I don't know. I mean, I, I, a lot of respect there for for people that follow me. They have respect for family. They have respect for what we do. I don't know if they would consider hating me for doing just the opposite so you could you could change a lot of things in florida towards sharks being like king of the rednecks you could put some messages out there and really change the way people treat sharks why don't you do that a bit more well i have no reason to (laughs) what if i ask really really nice (laughs) you have to show me some money show you some money okay i'll pay you per instagram post of of shark conservation uh, what do you call that uh, people pay uh Go, go fund me thing. Mm-hmm. Go fund me and uh, I'll be on the shark conservation side. Okay, good to know. <laughs> What's the biggest shark you've ever caught? Oh, God, we caught a big white shark in New York. A Just white re- shark? Yeah. This was before they were protected? Exactly, it's 86. Wow, uh, you are old. Hello. <laughs> uh, the biggest one we caught out here this year, um, actually Crockett caught that one. That was almost a grander. That one had, I think, 64 babies in that one. What was it? A tiger. A tiger. How big was it? Uh, almost 1,000 pounds. And he caught that on, on his own. He was in a chair for over an hour. How old is he? Five. He's five years old, and he caught a shark that size. Oh, yeah. He's caught bull sharks. He's caught hammerheads. The biggest tiger he caught was this one here I just showed you the picture of. That was a grander. The, uh, so you're gonna, you'd let me take him swimming with sharks? Would you let me take him in the water with the tiger shark? I trust you. You yeah. do? I might even go on that trip. Really? Yes, because, uh, me and Crockett are really tight. I might go on that trip with you if you ever decide to do that. That would be really amazing, and you know we'd keep him really, really safe. I know you will, and I'll be right there with him. So whatever happens, whatever happens to all three of us is gonna happen to me first. I think that he would really enjoy it. 
and I think that he's always going to worship his dad and he's seen you fishing, but who knows? He could want to research sharks. He could want to swim with them. Oh, absolutely, and I wouldn't doubt that. I mean, he doesn't have to go out and kill the sharks. I'm not going to condone that. Uh, Whatever he wants to do, it makes him happy. I'll be right behind him. I'll be right there holding his hand. You've... uh You've been doing this a long time. You must know that it's getting harder and harder for you to catch sharks now because their numbers are going down. Have you That's noticed? Not true. You haven't noticed a decline? Ask any fisherman. Ask any professional fisherman about the shark population. You can't even get a fish out of the water now because the sharks have been protected here for a while. There's no more long lining sharks. There's nothing like that. Like like the sandbars. They're on the endangered list, protected list. You can catch a sandbar every day. If you if you can catch a quote-unquote endangered shark every day, isn't that kind of like something wrong with this picture? If they're so endangered, why do you catch them every day? I think it's about proximity. My opinion is that sharks are not boosting back in numbers because all the science says they're still in drastic maybe globally, decline. Globally, maybe. Okay. There's definitely too many people on the planet not made to hold 9 billion people we know that, that's why fishing just fishing alone is not the same there's hardly any fish left anymore Okay, and that's why when you get a fish on the line the sharks are all over it a lot of these sharks that we do the autopsies on their stomachs are empty so maybe they're coming close to shore and they're congregating because they're looking for food oh absolutely, I mean there's no offshore stuff anymore, It's, it's depleted all the commercial guys and all the longliners, and now we've got everybody using electric reels. I'm totally against that. So you think we need to really cut down on commercial fishing? Oh yes, uh, just too many people on the planet. Basically, we've got too many boats, too many people out there, and the fish can't—they can't grow and they can't survive that. They, just, they can't keep up with it. It's just too much pressure. Yeah. But there's not a lot of pressure on the sharks because not too many people want to catch a shark. Think about it. I don't have any competition here. Nobody's looking to go catch a shark. I need charter boat. Just you? Just me. They just have you to be scared That's of. That's it. So the last time I was on this boat, we were with the greatest conservationist to walk the earth for sharks. Rob. Rob. Rest in peace. What did you think of Rob? I respected him, even though he tried to, you know, turn me around and turn the kids around a little bit. But... Again, I respect what he does, what he did. He did a lot for the shark community. Maybe a little bit extreme, overboard, uh, but uh, that's him. That's cool. He was a cool dude, hey? Yeah, yeah. We had a good time that week. We shot the whole week, and we got some nice sharks. And Very unfortunate, uh, the diving. It's strange because your boat's always been such a place of horror for me, but now it's like... It's the last week I got to spend with Rob was on your boat. Yeah, we have some great memories and great videos and great pictures. And I still remember it just like it was, you know, the other day. It's been about five years now. Yeah. Yeah. He should never went diving. Don't go diving. I, I have him. to. It's my job. Well, you're not, you're not using a rebreather. No, not anymore. I used to. Really? Yeah. Yeah, it's, that's like technical stuff. That's, that you're getting into an area where you don't normally belong. Okay? Yeah. So it's dangerous. It's very dangerous. It makes shark diving seem real safe when you look at all the technical gear. Exactly, exactly. So, Mark, do you have anything that you want to say to the people listening to my podcast? Just think about what we do. We're not out there 
just killing everything that swims, okay? We're out there just targeting a few, few fish every day. And the fish that we do catch, remember that it's getting eaten by homeless people. That's huge, all right? And the sharks that we tag and release are, are researched by the biggest scientists in the world. We just got, I was telling you, we just got a sandbar. One year later that we tagged off Miami, just recaptured off of, off of Maine, okay? So our tagging helps all these scientists follow these migrational patterns, and, and, and it's, it's vital to what, what they want to know. Not a lot of people do what we do. Nobody tags as many sharks in the world, sport fishing-wise, as I do. Nobody. We tag probably 500 sharks a year here. And that helps the scientists and the researchers. They're grateful. But Mark, between you and I, you haven't always been like this. There was a time where you'd come back on your boat with a hammerhead strung up on the back of your boat. Four of them. You, you used to, back in the day. You used to send me pictures of the sharks that you'd catch every time I, every time I came and hung out with you a week later. I did you, that? Yeah, you'd send me pictures. No, I wouldn't do that to you. You said, I got this for you and sent me pictures oh, really? of dead tigers. <laughs> that sounds like me, yeah. You haven't always been like this. You used to actually just be about killing. Well, yeah, then I decided let's put these sharks to good use. And it's been a great, it's been a great run ever since then. It's, it's changed a lot of people's attitudes, and, and it makes me feel a lot better at what we do, and, and we're helping a lot of people. Do you think that you'll ever retire from fishing sharks? No, never. It's what I do. I'll die up on the bridge here. I guess it's a good thing you're pretty old then, huh? Now you're breaking up. You're breaking up. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so the last thing I want to mention is that people are so confused that you and I are friends. And to be honest, I never planned on being friends. But when the camera's not rolling, you're actually pretty nice to me. And I think that... I'm actually pretty nice to everybody. Yeah, I know. You're not really nice to Peter. But I have... Well, you know, I have a little... You know, I have a, an image I have to keep too, you know. I just can't be... A nice guy to everybody. You can't just be friends with Shark Girl. No, no, no. Nobody knows that. Nobody knows. Just your Instagram, that's all. Don't worry, nobody's going to know. followers. I won't tell anyone. Just everyone listening to this podcast. But it's been really beneficial, I think, to both of us to be friends. If we weren't friends, I'd never be able to take your kids swimming with sharks. And there's so many conservationists out there that hate me for my friendship with you. Really? Because they're not educated. They have to get educated. The hatred blocks a lot of... Uh, good ideas for some reason once you start to know what it what we're all about and open up your mind a little bit just open it up just for a minute and, and let the hate go for a second you realize what we're doing is pretty good i'm still against you and your operation you know that right yes i know and i respect what you do and i know i know that i know what's coming i know what you're all about but we i think we respect each other and like you said i think we need each other for both sides, for debating and whatever. It, it's good for the whole environment. It's good for our industry. I just don't think anything good comes from hatred. If I had just hated you, I never would have been on this boat. I never would have gotten the inside. I wouldn't know your gorgeous kids. I just don't think hatred works. Have you ever had any other conservationists that you're, that you're friends with? Careful, I'll get jealous. Well, what was that guy's name? That Captain Jack? Oh, what's his name? The one on the uh, Sea Shepherd who tried to shut us down a couple times? Paul Watson? Yeah, that's a guy. 
Yeah. He tried to shut me down a couple of times, and he's all about hate. I'm friends with him, yeah. Are you? Okay. Yeah. Well, you know, the guy's a little, little whack job. Uh, you know, whatever, man. Sea Shepherd's got their, their own methods, and they're, they're pretty extreme sometimes. Yes. Um, they do amazing stuff around the world when it comes to direct action, but they don't amazing, really use... Yeah, I don't know about the word amazing. Illegal and uh, uh, dangerous. And yeah, amazing. Just, yeah, okay. <laughs> but they uh, they definitely don't use compassion as a tactic, I've noticed. No, no. Yeah, there's, there's just, it's hatred. It's, it's totally hatred toward everything that, I mean, fishing. Just generally speaking, if you're killing a fish, we're going to get you. Yeah. You know what's interesting? A, f- a few years back, I was filming a shark fishing tournament in New Jersey. And after the second day, everybody kind of found out who I was. And I swear, I have... I have snuck into factories in Hong Kong selling shark fins and felt less scared for my life than I really? did in New Jersey at that competition. New Jersey, New York, those guys are crazy. I get them on the boat all the time. They were very intent on killing sharks and very hatred of anybody that wanted to stop them. They're very passionate about shark killing. They're all the same. I, I, I've got a million guys from New York that fish on me, and they just, like you said, they just want to kill sharks. And the most interesting part about it was I thought to myself, if I get into trouble with anything, you're the first person I would call. I'd be there. I'd help you. Yeah, I would definitely be there. You can count on me for that. So before this, I want people to know, before you were Mark the Shark, what is it you did for a job? You really want to know? I really want to know because I find this fascinating. Yeah, a lot of stuff. Uh, fireman, paramedic, policeman in Miami for a couple of years. I've done a lot of stuff. You were a police officer in Miami. Right here as we speak. And just in a little neighborhood here, this is my beat. Downtown Miami. Wow. This is going back 45 years. Did you have those aviators like Miami Vice? I used to work with Miami Vice. Get out. Don Johnson. What's my son's name? Oh, wow. Hello. Okay. There you go. Wow. We did a lot of stuff with Don. Yeah. Back in the day. Those are good old days, the 80s. But yeah, did a lot of stuff. And I've always, when I did fishing and it being a police officer it worked out good because I would work like four days on and three days off and the three days I'd be fishing on the fireman 24 on and 48 off I will be fishing on the 48 so I was always fishing was always in the equation and then after a while I got a little bit popular and everybody wanted to fish a lot and I would the, the, the work was getting in the way the, the, the real job so I just quit all those jobs and just went full-time fishing Lucky for you, lots of people want to kill sharks. Yeah, thank God. Keep it going. Keep it going. We need some more shark movies. No, we don't. I need to see that movie. I'll, I'll get What's you a copy. What's it called? Shark Week? Shark Water Extinction. Yeah, okay. You're I'll get you a copy. Copy. We're in that a lot, right? Yeah, you're in it. Yeah, yeah. There's a shot of me crying in it. No way. Yeah, on your I got, boat. I have to see it. Yeah. I gotta see it. I know that's your favorite thing is when I start crying. Were you in a bikini? No. No? <laughs> you know I never wear a bikini on this boat. I know that's yeah, dangerous. No. I would, you, it would go viral. You've got a lot of lot of uh, pretty abrupt fans. I've noticed every time you put me on your social media. Oh yeah, they know they know you, and I yeah. I made you infamous on mine. I mean, I made me infamous on. Well, that too. Yeah, but <laughs> I got all shark killers, and now you come on the boat, and I'm actually friends with you. It doesn't jive, you know. There's something you. It just we piss people around. off, you and I. Oh yeah. It runs people the wrong way. It's yep. just they, they get, they're confused. Yeah. What the hell is going on here? Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's why you're here. It's fun to piss people off. That's good. It's, <laughs> it's, it's life. And nowadays, everybody's so sensitive, it's not the hardest thing in the world to do. When's the next time you're going to go fishing? Is it this week? Tomorrow. 
tomorrow. And what are you? What are you? Who are you taking? What are you going to try to catch? We're taking the Tiger King guy out. Tomorrow. Tiger King guy. Yeah, he was supposed to go out today, but we uh, he pulled the plug on the last second. He had a emergency or something. But yeah, I mean, every day is the same. Uh, sharks, uh, everything else too. But like I said, fishing isn't the same like it used to be. There's not a lot of fish left. Like we'll get sharks just about every day, but the other fish, a lot of these fish, like. The fish that we use for shark bait mm-hmm. are gone. Like bonita. Can't catch bonita. I used to fill a box up with bonita. You know what I'm using for shark bait now? Walmart chicken. You use chicken for shark bait? A whole bait. chicken. A whole chicken. A whole $6 butterball chicken. And it works great. Sharks like chicken. They love chicken. Think about it. They're just, you know, they're the carnival, so. They're yeah. adapting. If we can't get a shark bait, we use a chicken. Wow. But the fishing has gotten so bad. It's just that sharks are always there. They're almost guaranteed. They're just looking for food. Yes. They're starving. Empty stomachs. Before they were protected, how many great whites do you think you killed? Just a couple. Just a couple? Yeah. What's it like to catch a great white? It's, no, it's overrated. Really? Yeah. You know what the hardest fighting shark is? The big eye thresher. And I've caught like 500 of them. You've caught like 500 big-eyed thrushes. Yes. But they now are so... The yeah, they're very in trouble. Why? They, they're not in trouble. I can go out there and catch one right now. But they're so... They're, they're Globally? Maybe. I don't know. Out here? No. You can catch them all the time. Why are they on the list? I don't want to do that. That's... Oh, you just missed a call. It might be someone wanting no, to come kill a shark. Please, a voicemail. Okay. That's, uh, you're, more, you're much more important there. Thank you. That's, uh, that's, <laughs> that's what I, I want to hear. Kid, I go, when you go to school, you tell your teacher, fishing is more important there. <laughs> <laughs> he did that the other day. And the teacher wrote a letter. Your son said important her. <laughs> it was a joke. Calm down. <laughs> much more important her. More, more, more important her. But anyway, yeah, I mean, the thresher is like the shark. Pound for pound with, with no doubt. Why are they the best shark to fish? Oh, the hardest fighting shark. They have a long, long tail, you know that. And they have big, big pectoral fins. And they can just, like an airplane. It's unbelievable. We, I fought threshers for four or five hours on, on, on my big stuff. Wow. Yeah. Threshers, by far, the best fighting shark. And they put them on the list only because I was the only one killing them. There was nobody else killing them. Nobody was catching them. They're hard to catch. But they're in other parts of the world, they're, they're very in trouble. They're very good eating. I've heard that. And also they have uh, large fins, so they're quite highly prized. Exactly. Big pectorals, you know. And uh, a beautiful shark. The big eyes, especially, with the gigantic eyes. Because they're real deep water. Mm. And um, that's where you got to fish from, real deep. But uh, beautiful shark. I haven't killed one in a couple of years. Well, actually, since, since the law... So it's, it's illegal now. You can catch them, but you just can't kill them. And we'd have to tag them. And it, for me to go out there and tag a thresher, it, it, I don't know. I, my, my guys don't want to tag a shark. They want to, 99% they want to kill a shark. So at the end of the day, what it's really going to take for you to change is for your clientele to change. Because right now you've still got so many people coming to you being like, Mark, I want to catch and kill a shark. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. I mean, that puts me in business. That keeps me, you know, in the money. And I don't think that's going to change anytime soon. 
even though there's a lot more conservation going on now, there's still my base is guys who want to kill sharks. That's not going to change. No way. And less and less boats are, are shark fishing. There's hardly anybody shark fishing now. It's just not. They don't do it. Nobody does it. Which is good for my, my business, you know? Yeah. You're the only one left. I'm the last guy standing. You're Quint from Jaws. If Jaws was filmed on this boat, it would have been a 10-minute movie. Yeah. Because you would have caught the shark that quickly? I would have got him, yeah. I would have stuck with my five harpoons. No way. I would have been Matt Hooper. I would have been the the, the shark guy that didn't want to kill it on the yeah, boat. that's right. Yeah. And then we just need Chief Brody. Rest in peace. It'd be Rob. Yeah, that's true. That would be a great movie. That was us. That was us on the boat. I was Hooper, he was Brody, and you were Quinn. That's classic. To this day, that's got to be like the best movie out It's my favorite movie. Yeah. See, I have a tattoo with their names, Hooper, Brody, and Quinn. Serious? Yeah. Very good. Yeah. I literally have a Jaws tattoo as my favorite movie. I'm not surprised. Yeah. No sharks? That you can can show me? I'm <laughs> no, no, no. I don't have any shark tattoos because no. I have to work with them every day. Shark I don't want to. I don't want to see them. I work with them every I've got a day. Jaw, a little jaw. Nah, I don't want any reminders of the thing that takes up all my time. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> you've uh, you've got an impressive necklace on right now with a bunch of tiger shark teeth. Tigers, tigers, tigers. My favorite. Your favorite? Yeah. Mine too. I love tigers. Yeah, I like them alive. They're not good fighters. Very good fighters. They lay down and just they're kind of lazy. They're pretty lazy. Yeah. But impressive size-wise and jaw-wise and everything else. And, you know, all the tigers, 90% of the tigers that we catch, when we do the autopsies, turtles. Yeah, they eat turtles. turtles. Yes, I love turtles. That's nature, though. They're meant to eat them. That's nature? Yeah. I can't believe you're saying that. That's nature. Turtles are tiger shark food. That's That's how it's meant to go. That's right. But I I love turtles. So you're killing tiger sharks and saving turtles? I'm saving turtles daily. I might start a business killing turtles. No. No, I couldn't. I would never would. <laughs> so I'm going to ask again, even though I know the answer, because I need it to survive my day in, day out life. I know that there are some deckhands on your boat that used to hate me, and now they kind of like me. Well, I don't know. Kind of like you. They think I'm rad. Yeah, yeah. You, yeah you're, you're reaching for that one. Go ahead. <laughs> they don't see you like I see you. Let's put it that way. They think you as the enemy. Which I, you know... I see that. I have no problem with you as an enemy. Yeah. I, I, I like adversaries. I mean, it's, it's good. I mean, I'm a pretty Healthy. shitty em- enemy. I haven't sunk your boat yet. Not yet, but you know. Like how I said, insurance, yeah. Insurance, go for it, baby. Come on. That's the thing. You got insurance, right? Yeah. Mm. For everything. Even on my life. So there's no point. Yeah. So I wouldn't my, sink your boat. What about my crew? You don't like them. I want to know if... I have helped you change your mind even in the slightest. Or if I, being friends with you, has had any dent or impact at all. Um, no. But, that being said, when you get my kids involved, it, it, it changes. I don't know why, but love for my kids. But when you get them involved, I listen. Better. Your kids are awesome. I love them. They're so charismatic, and I see them being passionate about fishing like you, but I see them also being passionate just about sharks in general, and that's because of you. But when they're in the water with sharks, they just had such 
excitement and joy and passion. There was no fear. And it was a good vibe. It was, it was definitely good electricity going on. It yeah. wasn't anything about being afraid or scared. or They didn't have that in their, in their mind at all. No, because you raised, raised some brave little kids. Yeah, well, I try, you know. You can only do so much. Now with social media, it's hard to do anything on your own. But, yeah. And you're going to love Crockett. I can't wait to He's take different. him in the water with sharks. He's totally different than the other guys. Totally different. He's, a, he's an animal. He's savage. Maybe the next generation is where all the hope is, hey? You should have one. Oh, okay. Calm down. Come on. <laughs> I'm a little somebody, busy. You're getting old now. You're almost 30. You Excuse need to care. me. I'm yeah. 28. Yeah, but you know, when you beat the big 3-0, it's all downhill after that. Maybe in like six, seven years yeah, I'll yeah, have yeah. one. <laughs> and then my kid can try stop your kid from fishing yeah, sharks. there you go. They can be good. friends. Yeah. <laughs> Start their own show, their own YouTube or something. That's all YouTube. Everybody's doing YouTube now. Mark, thank you so much for joining in on my podcast. It's always a pleasure, Shark Girl, Madison. We love you having you on your boat. And you got to come with us next week fishing. Okay, I'll think about it. I want to get you in my new chair. I'm not getting in that chair. I've never gotten in that chair. You'll never get me in that chair. If I'm going to go diving with the sharks, you got to get in the chair. How about you come diving first and then I'll get in the chair? Uh, We'll talk about it. Okay. Okay.